This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning, it's Friday, March 1st, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Okay, kids, first things first, we have a little bit of snow. It's the best kind of snow, this kind of snow that doesn't stick to the roads or the sidewalks, so I don't need to shovel it, but that means you get a two-hour delay in Anne Arundel County Public Schools. Most governments are also on a two-hour delay. Attorneys for Jared Ramos, the man accused of killing five people at the Capitol Gazette newsroom back in June, say that the prosecutors have not provided them with enough factual details involving the case as they weigh changing his plea to not criminally responsible due to insanity. The state's attorneys did tell the judge that the state has provided information about the essential elements of the case against Jared Ramos, and there will be no surprises at the trial. Circuit Court Judge Laura Ripken, who will be presiding over the case, said she's going to make her decision on the defense's request for more details by March 11th, and the defense then will have until March 15th to decide whether they want to change their plea from not guilty to not criminally responsible due to insanity. Once the plea is set, they will be able to schedule the trial, and former state's attorney Wes Adams had told me that that likely would be in October of 2019. Phil Davis of the Capitol had a really interesting article, I thought, yesterday. It was four Anne Arundel County residents have been charged with welfare and health care fraud. Jason Steele, Shanika Mitchell, Ian Lee Sr., and April Dorsey, all of Anne Arundel County, have been charged with defrauding assistance agencies for food stamps, for medical assistance, and child support. Jason Steele, who's from Arnold, is charged with fraudulently collecting welfare assistance after investigators said he didn't report living with his children's mother, and they alleged that he defrauded the the state for $19,789. Shaniqua Mitchell of Annapolis is charged with defrauding both SNAP, which is the food stamp program and medical assistant programs for about $36,000 when she did not report living with her husband nor his income. Ian Lee of Jessup is charged with defrauding SNAP and medical benefits for $19,000. He didn't report living with his wife or her income. And April Dorsey of Annapolis was charged with defrauding child support and SNAP benefits for $15,000 because she did not report her annual income as a hairdresser in either 2016 or 2017. The report is in. County Executive Stuart Pittman's transition team has come up with 63 recommendations for the county executive to implement in his term or terms in office. Pittman has said that he will look at all of them. He doesn't believe in all of them, but he has most of them on his to-do list. And the transition team was chaired by former county councilman Chris Trumbauer and former county executive Janet Owens. The report obviously isn't a legal document, but Pittman's going to use it sort of as a uh, roadmap as he moves forward. Some of the key things that I just briefly looked through were public safety. The recommendations that are coming out of there are to increase public safety staffing in police, fire, EMS, 911, animal control, school resource officers, the gang unit, and others. And they also want increased salary and pay. They want increased diversity with an emphasis on Hispanic officers. When you look at education, Stacey Korbelak, who chaired that committee, she's a former president of the school board, said that we have to be prepared for mandatory pre-kindergarten and also to improve the salaries of county educators. The report also said that they need to re-examine the Old Mill Project, which was taking the proposed two schools now back down to a single larger school and use that capital to handle other services such as a regional library, mental health services, 
workforce development, and sports facilities. They also said they wanted to have a mobile outreach vehicle for the library that can host local library resources. I think the library already has a vehicle that goes around. I might be wrong on that one. And also create more community spaces where people can gather and learn and meet and talk. And I'm not quite sure what that means. The other big one was the environment, and that was handled by Kate Fritz, who is the executive director for the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. And coming out of that commission, they want to create an entire new Department of Environment and Sustainability, which would have an environmental advisory committee, as well as a streams and creeks cabinet. Part of doing that is going to be an update to the county codes as far as environmental review, establishing a no net lost forest policy, among other things there. There were no costs associated with these, and Pittman did recognize that they do have a cost, and I imagine all that plays into account as he goes along with his budget tour. Just an update on Delegate Marianne Lasante. I still think she's going to resign, but she says she's not. Last night, she was censured by the House of Delegates, saying that she brought dishonor to the entire General Assembly of Maryland. After the vote, she did say she would not resign, despite the calls for her to do so by pretty much everybody. In her statement, she said, I recognize that some have rushed to judgment without information and freely jumped on the bandwagon of condemnation, likely for their own political expediency. The vote for censure was 137-4, one was an abstain, one was excused, that was Lasanti herself, and two delegates were not present. And censure is a, quote, punishment in the General Assembly. And what it is, it is a public expression of the House's disapproval of a fellow lawmaker's actions. I think the last person that I remember was censured was former delegate Tony McConkey. What I think is kind of interesting is that Lasanti says she is not going to resign, and at one point when questioned about using the racial slur. She said she didn't specifically recall it, but everybody has used it. And now in her most recent statement, she says, I am sickened that a word that is not in my vocabulary came out of my mouth. It does not represent my belief system, my life's work, or what is my heart. I don't know. Just a week ago, she was saying everybody used it. I still think she's going to resign before the end of the day. All right, that is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. We don't know what's coming down the pike. Check out that first link in our show notes. Find out all the different ways to connect with us. And if you're someplace where you can give us a rating or a review, please do that. Recommend us to your friends and colleagues. And because it is Friday, we have our list of things that we think you might be interested in, as well as George Young with your local DMV weather forecast, all coming up in just one minute. Imagine your child saying, Guess what I learned in school today? At St. Andrews, it happens every day. We asked Emma and Lawson why. We grow winter greens in our garden to make smoothies. Second graders are the chicken checkers, and our eighth graders take care of our goats. Our classes are the perfect size, which means we get to know each other well. And our teachers know us. Visit St. Andrews Day School's Open House, Friday, March 8th from 9 to 11 a.m. Or call 410 410- 266-0952 for a tour. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Ion Annapolis forecast for Friday, March 1st. Holding true to form, March comes in like a bit of a lion today with cold temps and light snow this morning across Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County with daytime highs today in the upper 30s to maybe lower 40s. Then a chance of rain continues into tonight and maybe even part of Saturday morning with highs Saturday more upper 40s to near 50 degrees. Then Sunday follows with yet another chance of rain that could turn to snow in the overnight hours into Monday morning as an Arctic front moves through the region, setting the stage.
stage for a very cold week next week in which highs might not make it out of the 30s all week. So stay dry out there the next few days and stay tuned for updates on any additional snow chances, especially for the Monday morning time frame as they develop. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at DMVWeather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Join Anne Arundel Medical Center Foundation on Saturday, April 27, 2019 at our Denim and Diamonds Bash in Annapolis. Denim and Diamonds is a fun evening under the stars featuring fabulous cuisine and gourmet food trucks, live and silent auction, and a live band. Last year, AAMC cared for more than 2,000 patients in our emergency departments suffering from mental illness or addiction. Help us expand much-needed inpatient and outpatient programs and services for your community. For tickets and sponsors, visit aamcdenimanddiamonds.org. Special thanks to our platinum sponsors, AAMC Medical Staff, the Chesapeake Bayhawks, Comcast, the Evan K. Thallenberg family, What's Up Media, and WRNR. Every weekend, there's something exciting going on in the Annapolis area. Be sure to visit iAnnapolis.net to sign up for a newsletter highlighting all the weekend events. Here are our top picks for this weekend. God, it's it is the weekend and there is an awful lot of things going on here gets underway tonight over at caliente grill where karaoke is back on the peninsula we used to have it at the ebb tide tavern but we don't have it anymore caliente grill has brought it back it gets underway at 8 p.m and that is a lot of fun look for a crowded parking lot for sure on Saturday, Annapolis Restaurant Week for 2019 gets kicked off. There are more than 40 restaurants participating in a price-fixed week in a couple days. Places that serve breakfast will have a two-course breakfast. Most places will have a two-course lunch. And most places will have a three-course dinner. There will be bonus items that they'll have and special deals as well. You can find out all the details at AnnapolisRestaurantWeek.com. Also tomorrow night at St. John's at the Key Auditorium, it's the Caritas Fundraiser. It's Capital Steps. They're an awful lot of fun. And if you have been watching anything that's been going on in Washington, D.C., you know that this will be an hysterical night. Tickets are $55 a piece, and you can get them at sjc.edu slash Caritas, C-A-R-I-T-A-S. Key Auditorium at St. John's holds about 600 people, and you will be able to get tickets at the door for a $10 premium. They're $65 at the door. If you've never seen Capital Steps, highly, highly, highly recommend them. Also Saturday at 1 p.m., there is the Women's Unity March, and this is postponed from back in January when we had a little bit of a weather issue there, and that's going to begin at the intersection of Calvert and Clay Streets, and the march is going to proceed around Church Circle, then down Main Street to the Kunta Kinte Alex Haley Memorial. From there, they're going to continue all the way down to Susan Campbell Park at the Harbor's Edge. Marchers will congregate there and hear from different speakers, and there will be rolling road closures along the route managed by the Annapolis Police Department. Sunday, really actually the second day of Restaurant Week. It's going to be a Mardi Gras festival at Market Space. This is the road right behind the Market House between like the Market House and Federal House. From noon to 5 p.m., they expect to have about 1,000 people will be jammed in there for a Mardi Gras celebration. It is sponsored by the Downtown Annapolis Partnership. It's going to have live music. The Annapolis Brass Band will be there. Cajun food, drinks, activities for children and adults. Plenty of beads, but I heard on our podcast that we talked with Eric from the Downtown Annapolis Partnership last week. Go check that out on the Maryland crabs, by the way. He said there would be no ways to earn beads just yet. We'll figure that out. 
And finally, looking forward into Monday a little bit, it is the Maryland March for Life. This is an annual event. It starts at about 6.30 p.m. at St. Mary's Parish. And marchers are going to take Duke of Gloucester Street to Green Street, up to Main Street, up around Church Circle to College Avenue, down Bladen Street, and they're going to end at the Treasury Building where they'll have different speeches. Annapolis Police, again, will be there to assist with road closures and to provide safety and make sure that everybody goes home safely. So there are your choices for the weekend. Please have fun and please do it safely because we want to see you here Monday. So have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.